Welcome to the Healthy Hustling Podcast. I am the host, Dr. Broadworth, and I'm here with Tully Chapman. Tully is the strength and conditioning coach over at Granville High School. He's also a CrossFit coach over at CrossFit Grand Rapids and an athlete and just an awesome human being to be around. I've known, uh, gotten to know Tully for the past three to four years. We've kind of woven in and out, um, been in contact with each other and stuff through, started through youth, really uh, kind of athletics, me working with different Granville high schoolers. And that's how we first got to know each other. And um, now a little bit into the CrossFit realm as well. So How's it going, Tolly? What's uh, what's happening during this quarantine period? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm excited for this. Uh, so quarantine has been interesting because obviously the fields that we work in, it's really like hands-on, face-to-face interaction is the world we live in. So uh, it's been uh, challenging, but we talked a little bit before starting recording. It's been kind of nice to spend more time with my wife get to work out on my own terms whenever I want throughout the day. But I really miss coaching kids and coaching people at CrossFit Grand Rapids and, and the face-to-face social times. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's been weird uh, doing lots and lots of Zoom meetings and lots of, <laughs> e- lots of emails, lots of texts uh, to try to get training for our, our kids and uh, our community. So. Yeah. And one thing actually I didn't hit on either is that, he also has his own podcast, the Bourbon and Balance podcast, which you guys should check out if you have not already. Um, and you guys are going with a Q&A here tonight. Uh, as we're recording, it's April 10th. It's Friday, Good Friday. And uh, yeah, you guys kind of are opening it up to anyone that wants to come on and, and chat. Yeah, so I mean, we're in the same boat here. You know, we've got a Zoom in order to do our recording. I mean, I guess technically we could call, but uh, yeah, we were, Ryan and I were talking about that we uh, were doing the Zoom. So I was like, we might as well just open it up and let people join in and watch the conversation um, and then do Q&A after and then wrap it up with, uh, you know, we're called Bourbon Imbalance. So uh, a little bit of bourbon or beer drinking at the end. So Yeah. What's your favorite kind of bourbon? What's the go-to? Oh man. Uh, I mean, right now I have Elijah Craig small batch is pretty good. Um, and I'm not like a person. I just like to continuously try new things. I don't actually usually pick up. In fact, I don't think I've ever gotten more than one bottle of anything, but I think the best thing I've ever had was, um, there, uh, I had did a tasting at one bourbon, the restaurant in Grand Rapids. And they had like a really, really old, rare Blanton's. I can't even remember the age, how long it was aged and exactly everything, all the details about it, but it was <laughs> the best bourbon I've ever had. So I think Blanton's is, is probably my favorite. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good. I like bourbon, but let's get into it. So you're big into the, obviously helping train all the athletes in Granville, uh, high school and you're training all the different sports and you're also doing the power lifting. Um, how <laughs> that's just for one, got to be crazy Two, how has the power lifting scene grown? Would you say in the past, what, three, four years, has it grown quite a bit? Have you noticed? And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. 
expand on that, I guess, a little bit. Sure. For us. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing because uh, I, I did the sport of Olympic weightlifting. So for anybody listening, Olympic weightlifting is the snatch and then clean and jerk out of the competition lifts. You get your three tries at each one, so six total lifts. And then the sport of powerlifting is bench, squat, and deadlift. And again, you get three of your best uh, attempts at that. So uh, I actually didn't really know anything about powerlifting until three years ago I had an athlete who was just a genetic freak that uh, in like three years – just blew up and was one of the stronger kids I've ever had. He just decided he wanted to go do one. And so I linked him up with a friend uh, from the Kalamazoo area to coach him. And then in his first meet, he won. And then at state later that year, uh, he ended up getting second, just doing our regular strength and conditioning program at the high school. Um, So that was an interesting thing because Like I said, I didn't know anything about it. So I actually had to bring on uh, coaches. Uh, I had a couple interns from Grand Valley. I had one in particular, Connor Birchmeyer, who is uh, going to be a superstar strength and conditioning coach one day. Um, He came on and helped me in the first season. And then this past year, we added another coach, Austin Mayfield. And together, they are actual competitive powerlifters. So nice. um, I do have help. But uh, you know, it's in our strength and conditioning program, we do the Olympic lifts and we do those powerlifting movements as our main movements. So, you know, we will do snatches, we'll do cleans, we'll do jerks, we back squat, we front squat, we do all those different barbell movements. Um, so the kids were already familiar with that. So we don't actually do like the kids don't go to like five or six days a week of just powerlifting style training. Uh, most of the kids will do two, three days of our regular strength and conditioning program, and then they do two days of powerlifting, essentially just practice to get more time with those competition movements. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so that's you know, we we don't do just bench squat and deadlift or just the snatch or clean and jerk any of that kind of stuff. We use every single tool at our disposable or at our disposal in our strength and conditioning program at the high school. So it is a very different style of training, doing sports performance training or um, just even like wellness, you know, regular workouts to be more fit as opposed to powerlifting training where you're doing probably one, two, three reps on a movement for like six to 10 sets. You know, we do a lot less volume in that powerlifting style training than we do in our traditional strength and conditioning program. Yeah. And that's awesome. So how, uh, so you said, are these kids that are doing like the powerlifting program, you've got them training five to six days a week? Yeah. Uh, most of the kids will train four or five days a week. So it just depends on what time they have available. Um, but we, we do a lot of careful monitoring of how much, uh, volume they're getting in and how much stress we're putting on them. And we try to do a good job of, of undulating, of switching days where we're doing like a, a day where we're lifting really intense, you know, high loads, high, lots of weight with very few reps. And then we do other days where we're, we are kind of like medium intensity, medium amount of reps. And we just play around with that in our weekly plan to try to make sure that the kids aren't just getting destroyed because obviously, you know, we have drug-free athletes at the high school. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's just uh, careful planning and a lot of communication, a lot of relationship building with the kids to get an idea of how they move, where their head's at, just talking to them about how they're feeling, essentially trying to talk about all the factors outside of the gym is how we get an idea of what the picture inside the gym should look like. Right. Okay. So how many meets are there typically uh, in a year that these kids are doing? Uh, The powerlifting team did three regular season meets. So they did one in December, one in January, and one in February. And then we did, uh, if they qualified in those three meets for the state championships, there was actually a JV state championship, which was freshmen and sophomores. And then the varsity state championship was the next week, which is juniors and seniors. Because as you know, the difference between a freshman and a senior in high school, like there's, you can't have much more of like a stark difference. There's very rarely like a a freshman or sophomore that's very strong comparably to, you know, a 17, 18, 19 year old senior. Yeah. You have that occasional freshman, you know, who's kind of, um, started to hit puberty earlier and then their bodies changed and then they're just kind of like you've said before, genetic freaks compared to their yeah. other counterparts. Just or it's they possible that they got brought up in the sport as well. That's another yeah. thing that you see is like, you know, it happens in all high school sports where you get a kid that's just been, you know, playing a sport for a long time and possibly has better guidance where like mom or dad, you know, kind of coaches them on that. And so they end up being a little bit further along the curve and being a varsity athlete as freshmen and sophomores. But in general, you know, varsity athletes are usually juniors and seniors. Yeah, right. So, and we kind of talked about this before, but obviously with power lifting and, and you're lifting weights and people think that, so the strength and conditioning for athletes has evolved, I would say, quite a bit in the last 15, 20 years. Um how does powerlifting play into that role of like conditioning for just the overall three sport athlete, would you say? Like, so uh, mom and dad have little Timmy who's, you know, playing football and running track and should they be getting involved in powerlifting as well? Sure. I, I mean, I'm sure you've hit on it with other people in your podcast before, but uh, I think strength makes everything else better. Um, so if our athletes are getting stronger, uh, they're going to be improving any other aspect of, uh, sport specific performance in general. Um, you know, I even talked to our cross country athletes about, uh, we actually had a girl that was one of our better female power lifters this year. That was a cross country runner and then a mid distance runner on our track team. Um, and we talked about, think about how much of your race uh, is actually using your aerobic energy system. You know, if you are running a, I don't know, 24 minute uh, 5k, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, how much of that is using that, um, you know, glycolytic um, and lactic system before going into the aerobic system. So that's why it's important partially for our athletes. Plus it helps with like, movement economy it helps with uh bone density uh tendon and ligament you know strength so you know not only are we moving better faster 
um, being more efficient, but we're also becoming more resilient to injuries through that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think anyone can go wrong <laughs> with necessarily getting stronger to a degree. Your stronger athletes, they're typically, uh, you know, from my realm too, my kids that I'm seeing, my athletes who are getting injured, they don't have the coordinated movements a lot of times. They're not trained on those properly and the strength just isn't there. And whether it's a development thing or something that was missed as far as their coaching and uh, just with the team, and, you know, it can definitely be a mix, um, but the stronger athletes typically are getting injured less and they're typically your better performers. On, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so do you keep then, how often are you programming all these different, uh, different workouts and with the, with the power lifting, I guess, so to speak, are you programming the workouts different for like your JV versus your, you know, varsity athletes? Sure. Yeah, I can dive in. Our, our overall arching uh, program for our strength and conditioning is like a karate belt system uh, where there are four tiers to it. There's the white rank, the gray rank, the maroon rank, and the black rank. And uh, essentially, you know, the white rank is just building uh, their basic movement patterns, learning to lift. Uh, our gray program is really focused on growing their strength. And then the maroon and black programs focus on moving faster, um, more aggressively, um, those kinds of things. Uh, and there's usually more um, hypertrophy work in those programs. And so all we do is uh, for the powerlifting, they do their normal strength and conditioning program. And then we plug in on Tuesday and Thursday, a powerlifting workout. So essentially we just, they just cut out whatever they were going to do, would have done if they were in the general training group and they do some specific, uh, you know, bench squat and deadlift stuff. And then we do accessories on top of that within the powerlifting team. We do separate it, not by JV and varsity, but um, cause like this year we had a senior that joined on, that had been in the strength and conditioning program, but their body was not ready for like an advanced powerlifting program. So we just kind of go based on uh, what we see using our coach's eye for how well an athlete moves and uh, yeah, just how well they train, how long they've been training. Um, So yeah, we have two programs, essentially one that was like a, a technique building program and one that was really focused on peaking and like maximizing performance for powerlifting so there's kind of two segments within our team there's like there were out of the kids that are like gonna dominate and just crush it you know and those kind of like medalist point scorer kids and then we have kids that are on the team you know uh and we want them going for personal records and uh you know being a part of the team contributing to team wins contributing to the team training environment those kinds of things um, but there may be, you know, like a year or two out from contributing to that team scoring. Right. Yeah. And, and that's uh, pretty typical too, is you'd kind of hit on like cross country and um, I ran cross country in, in high school and that's definitely where I fell. I, I did, I did the cross country to get in to sh- better shape for hockey 
had I known what I know now about sports specific training and like the, and how to train properly for certain sports, I would have done things a little bit differently, really enjoyed um, the people that I got to meet and the team atmosphere. But it's, it's that same kind of thing. Like I know being a JV athlete, like I knew I wasn't going to be a varsity cross country runner, but I was just going to help contribute in my way in terms of like practice, being a presence, cheering on essentially the team and um, being a team player that way. Right. So um, and being present. Yeah. That's what we try to focus on within the sport of powerlifting, just uh, for a lot of our kids having conversations about, um, you know, how are you improving today? You know, giving them a tool set for personal growth and personal development and not placing it on the idea of chasing bigger numbers. You know, we're trying to chase more than that. We're trying to t- chase being very technically sound. We're trying to chase uh, listening to our body, understanding, you know, what what's good pain, what's bad pain, um, those kinds of things. So that's, that's the big thing that we focus on. Uh, Cause if they do this training consistently and intelligently, they're going to make progress on those numbers. We're not worried about chasing the numbers. We're really worried about, you know, can they train for the rest of their lives without pain? Can they go to their spring sport or their fall sport without pain, without injury? So um, yeah. that's what I never want our powerlifting team to be something that's taking away from other things. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so how would you say like, so for anyone that's listening and they're interested at getting involved in powerlifting themselves, or if they've got a, uh, you know, kid at home that they're interested at getting into the powerlifting sport and training, where would you direct them to, um, sure. um resources? The, if they're a high school athlete, there's the Michigan High School Powerlifting Association. And most states, if they're not in the state of Michigan, have an association like that. Some states do it a little bit different. Like I know Florida does like, uh, I think it's bench squat and power clean competitions instead of bench squat and deadlift. Um, I don't know exactly, you know, and some states may not have that at all. If they wanted to get into the sport of powerlifting, uh, I would go through USA Powerlifting, USA PL. Um, they, you know, it's just like USA weightlifting or, uh, you know, kind of like Lex artists does competitions for CrossFit. They have a website and they, they put up where the meets are. Um, and because of the nature of powerlifting, you know, there's not a meet every month. I think in the state of Michigan, there's usually four sanctioned USA PL meets, um, per year. So. Uh, but that's how I would get in as far as knowing, you know, competition, uh, as far as technique goes, if you can obviously get with a coach, that's the best way to go about, you know, uh, obviously building your technical, uh, proficiency, learning to do those movements. And the big thing that is really on the learning curve is learning to compete because in competition, you have to go into a warm up room and you have to. Before the competition, you declare the first weight you're going to hit for each lift. So then you have to figure out how to warm up and prepare for the meet and how to go out and do those uh, competition things. And then you just have to get on the platform and do it. That's what I tell everybody. You know, I have more experience with like adults 
getting them into or Olympic weightlifting. Olympic weightlifting is like my golf because <laughs> when you hit a really solid snatch or really solid clean and jerk, it has that same feeling as getting a nice, powerful, straight line drive. Uh, 300 yard bike. drive down the fairway. It's the exact same feeling, except for um, I just have more patience for <laughs> slamming a barbell around than I do for golf. <laughs> uh, but same idea. If you're going to do Olympic weightlifting or powerlifting or even CrossFit competition, like you got to sign up and put the pressure on yourself to get the training in and get the coaching in. And then you just got to go do it. Uh, the, the hardest thing for a lot of people is, uh, you know, thinking that people are going to judge them or they're going to do poorly. Um, you just got to go out and do it and get the time on the platform. Um, that, that's the big thing. If you're interested in doing a powerlifting competition, start training your bench squat and deadlift. Um, if you're a beginner, there's tons and tons of great programs out on the internet to follow. Um, you will, you know, not have as much of a learning curve if you get a coach, but you can learn a ton just through YouTube videos, filming yourself, and then following a training program. So maybe when we're done today, I can uh, send over some links for some coaches that I respect. And yeah. uh, you can kind of like, link those in the show notes, uh, just like some of those websites for resources to get into that. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to feature that. And, um, you know, if you're doing any type of, I guess, outside coaching, if you want to put that in there as well, where people might want to get a hold of you, that would be great. Yeah, um, actually not uh, my personally, you know, we got into it a little bit. Uh, I have, uh, almost 900 kids at Granville between middle school and high school that, uh, are coming in and out of our doors in a school year. Um, so sometimes I'm more of an air traffic controller than I am an actual <laughs> strength and conditioning coach. Uh, but I don't do coaching outside of the high school. But if somebody does want to coach, especially if you're in the Grand Rapids area or Michigan, my two guys that I was talking about, Connor Birchmeyer and Austin Mayfield, they run a training program and team called Imperium Performance. And okay. so we will, uh, I can give you the link for their website. They are super smart guys, really care about the people that they train and uh, do a phenomenal job. I can't say enough good things about those guys. I'm so lucky that they were at Grand Valley when we needed powerlifting coaches. It's just sheer yeah. dumb luck. Yeah, it matched up perfectly for you. Uh, I could not have been luckier. That's awesome. Yeah, no, if you want to send me those, I'll definitely put those in the uh, show notes. So be sure to look for those if you're tuning in and you want to get a hold of those guys and you're looking for a specific program um, that will be in the notes. And uh, yeah, just kind of wrapping up here. What's your favorite lift? What's your your go-to, kind of your bread and butter, your favorite to perform? You know, that's a hard one a little bit uh, just because like my favorite lift isn't the one that I probably do as much uh, for benefit. Like I love to do snatches, power snatches or, um, uh, full snatch, whatever, any variation of a snatch. I'm very good at them. And I like doing them. Like I said, it's my golf, but I probably end up doing squats, barbell, uh, squat variations more often just because I, you know, they absolutely destroy me. So yeah, particularly front squats. Actually a couple of weeks ago, I did Zercher squats. If you're unf are you familiar with what that is? I'm 
I'm not as familiar. Remind me, give me a little. So you put some sort of like, it's easier if you use like an axle bar, you need the bar to be fatter than normal. So I put like the, the fat grip handles on my barbell. Yep. You can also take a yoga mat and wrap it around the barbell. Yep. And then you actually like put your, in the notch, you put the bar in the notch well, of your elbows. Like bicep curl kind of yeah. like, in yep. Your, yep. Okay. Oh, I've man. never done I, those before. I, so I don't have a squat rack right now. I have like, I have four, eight center blocks. So I can stack up four so I can get it to like belly button height. Um, so that's what I've been doing is zercher squats with that bar out front. It is like, you can't get much more of a full body lift. You're annihilating your shoulders and back and legs all at one time. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I'll have to give those a try. I haven't uh, done those. Uh, um, I love playing with different, you know, squat variations and things like that. You know, you mentioned that, snatch is kind of your favorite thing i like doing snatches i'm terrible at snatches and when i say i like doing snatches like i like focusing on things that like i know that i'm not good at it's always good to do something that you're good at but i do like finding my weak points and really trying to improve on those so like for me olympic weightlifting is not something that i'm good at i'm always trying to get better at it and so i've been a lot more consistent with it over the last year and a half and um still good some good improvement and one thing that you pointed out that i think is really good for anyone listening you should videotape yourself when you're lifting and when you're moving because that's going to give you some of the best cues especially if you don't have a mirror but even if you do have a mirror seeing how you look from like the back or from the side, you can really pick apart like, Oh, like that looks really weird on how I'm moving. And this is how I know I'm supposed to move. So you can usually um, fine tune your form that way and make some pretty big uh, changes in improvement and your results. So absolutely. I agree. That's, I think it's the best 21st century tool is grabbing your phone and filming yourself. Um, Another like benefit of it is, that most of it you're going to be seeing like the things that you want to correct. But for me, it's actually amazing how often I I feel like I had a bad workout and I watch myself. I'm like, you know what? That didn't look as bad as I thought it did. Yeah. No, and it's good to take away not only those things to improve, but also don't be too critical on yourself and yeah, point out the positives. Like, okay, I was really struggling with that two weeks ago and now that's looking a lot better and maybe I need to, um, keep it that way, but then tweak, you know, something else, my foot stance or whatever it may be that, um, the arm position, there's, there's a whole lot of th- things obviously to break down depending on the lift, but yeah. Is there anything else that, uh, you want to add here before we, uh, wrap up? No, I mean, uh, you know, the, it's been interesting getting into the sport of powerlifting, having, I've still never, I've coached and I've never competed in the sport of powerlifting. So that's been an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, make sure as an athlete or, you know, whatever your goal is, know, know those goals. That's, that's what I try to tell people all the time. Uh, if you are a person that's trying to get into just better shape in general, doing just a straight powerlifting program might not be the way to go about that because it's going to be a lot of high and high or heavy uh, lifts with very low amount of sets and reps. So if your goal is to lose body fat, um, probably not going to achieve it that way. Um, if your goal is to gain more muscle, 
uh, you're going to get some of that in a powerlifting program, but you're going to have to add more high volume stuff, more light work stuff. So that's just make sure you know the, the, what your goal is before you dive into whatever program, you know, like the kids at the high school, if your goal is to straight up run fast, jump high, um, and have less injuries and you're not interested in getting on the platform, maybe I'm not going to, you know, have you come out for the powerlifting team. If your goal is to, you know, get stronger and compete and get after and have fun. That's the big thing with our powerlifting team is we just want the kids to be a part of a team and, and get out there and compete. And, uh, you know, it's really powerful to go get on a platform and be the only one out there, you know, doing the lift. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't blame, you know, anything else other than either you didn't put in the work or you weren't strong enough or, you know, if you had a great day, then you put in the work and you had a great training program and you attacked that barbell on competition day. That is, I think, the sacred thing about Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting is when it comes down to it, you got to go out there and perform and nobody else can do it for you. Yep, absolutely. I think that uh, pretty much says it perfect and you nailed that. Uh, nailed it right on the head there. So cool. Well, thanks so much for uh, coming on, Tully. And yeah, I, uh, I'll probably try and tune in tonight for your, for you guys' live here. So for the, cool. first- I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, if people want to follow what I do in any way, the high school is at Granville SC. Um, my personal stuff is coach Tully and then, uh, bourbon and balance is on every podcast source, uh, yeah. as well as we have an Instagram as well. So I uh, try to keep myself busy, so I got all those different social media avenues going on, as well as people can always just reach out if they need any information about strength and conditioning, particularly at the youth and high school level. Uh, That's what I really specialize in. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks again, Tully, and we're going to wrap up that episode. Be sure to check in the notes for those different resources if you're interested in those, and we'll have those posted. Sweet. Thanks, Eric.